0: Thank you.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another special edition of Reasonable Wrestling. Um, Fitting into the mode of our rebrand of having people on the show and getting into this interview thing that we've been doing. We got another special guest on the show. Um, We actually, not a wrestler this time, he's a, a journalist, a real life, not one of these internet pundit guys that you argue with on Twitter, you know what I mean? Like, we got a real journalist um, and we ended up just following them on Twitter um let me make sure I get the right Twitter name right uh at Phil dl616 uh Philip Lindsay uh, I know I'm writing for Bleacher report how you doing man I'm
2: good how are you guys
1: uh doing all right man considering um you know like we we had right before we talked um this week has been the, the past week has been kind of emotionally draining uh as we're all three black men on the phone right now um but outside of that man just trying to find joy trying to find um the happiness and what's going on you know what I mean um I currently try not to get too consumed with life as I got a um my baby boy be a a year uh, this Thursday so like you know I, I can't really I try not, to, not to Birdman Jr. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Birdman Jr., you know what I mean? So like I I try to just it's it's hard compartmentalizing. But you know, we wrestling keeps me going, man. I watch wrestling every day. Every every I, I don't miss a day without watching it. So I guess that kinda is what what keeps me balanced, what brings me joy, you know what I mean?
3: People are still holed up in their crib. Uh, some places are coming out now. We'll see what happens with that. But with everything going on, uh, you know, and you being a journalist at Bleacher report. Uh, How
2: has it been working, you know, just fi- finding happiness with that? Uh, well, I think staying busy has is, is been helpful in some ways. But, you know, I kind of get into this mode. Um, you know, as black men, I think a lot of times we are in the I'm good. Like, you know, I'll be like, no, I'm good. I, you know, let me stay busy and let me not, you know, focus on what's bothering me. Um, so working has helped, but I'm trying to also be like, all right, don't compartmentalize stuff, too.
3: You gotta find a balance,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, I
2: feel in things and
3: compartmentalize
1: bro. I, I got file cabinets for everything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it, I have to compartmentalize. Uh, personally, it's great to be able to kind of put it on the shelf sometimes if you can, uh-huh. um, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but. Speaking of that, man, how how uh, uh, CT and I both mentioned Bleacher Report. Uh, where else can we find you? Uh, where else do you uh, write? Um, where else uh, can you plug uh, people to find Phil at?
2: I kind of got like a accumulating list these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you could uh, you can find my writing at Daily DDT as well. That's why I've been covering uh, Black Wrestling Matter. Okay. Um, and, I mean, a lot of stuff I do with Bleacher Report is, like, mainstream stuff. So, it's, like, WWE and AEW. Um, but uh, Daily DDT actually gives me the freedom to cover a lot of indie wrestling stuff. Um, so, you can find my work there. You can still find my work at Bell to Bell sometimes. Um, I I edit and right there. And um, you can find uh, my women's wrestling column at Sports Keto.
1: Oh, you write a, a, yeah. a strictly sp- a women's wrestling
3: column? Yes. <clears throat> that's,
2: definitely check that out.
3: That's dope. Uh, and like you brought up a lot of stuff. You brought up even the indies. Uh, so your your palette seems pretty wide. Talk about women. You had indies. Obviously, you got to write about the mainstream stuff for Bleacher Report. But uh, what's your pocket? Like, what's your favorite shit in wrestling? in, in the world, like, what's what? Are you, what's your favorite stuff?
2: Uh, I think New Japan is my favorite right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um I I I've just started getting into stardom over the last year and I really like stardom as well. Okay. Um Yeah I think um I mean I like AEW, but I think is like third under everything else I'm enjoying right now. Okay.
3: So don't wonder that's the discourse online yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a New Japan fan. You got uh you know, um, he said uh, the second one was...
1: Stardom. He said he said stardom. stardom. And, and, and and I think that's what I like. And I, I always try to give credit to Phil when we have our conversations. Um, I, because for one... Some you can always tell when things can get nasty between people online and things like that, you know what I mean? And for me, I never want that. Like, you know what I mean? Like I quote unquote talk shit like I'm a heat magnet or I bring smoke, but that's just because I always like challenging discourse. Like that's just my makeup, you know what I mean? Like I get paid to go to school and all I do is discussion post and reply. You know what I mean? So like I'm in that mode. But Phil always gives me like, nah, like, we, you know what I mean? Like, come on with it. And I like, and at the end I can be like, yeah, I can appreciate your perspective, your point of view. Like, you know what I mean? Your ideology, because it's not just post and go. You know what I mean? Like he, uh-huh. he gives me the time and uh, we spend hours sometimes going back yeah, and forth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah
3: man. I, don't, I mean, we talk about it, about, it, about it all the time. It's just cool having an ecosystem. And, and to have you on the podcast today, Phil, uh, it's bringing that ecosystem to the pod. And that's what this is all about. You know, regardless of our opinions and our subjective views, on stances of wrestling, is having that discourse because we're all passionate about this thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, my thing yeah. is, I always think of social media as a thing. Like, no, I'm here to, to talk. Like, if you want to hop in mm-hmm. in my mentions and talk, cool. But you know, like, if it's just you want to hop in and just yell something and then go away, like, I'm not really here for that. Like, I'm not really here for people that want to jump in and say something and then mute you or block you because that's kind of lame.
1: I see. Yeah. I seen that happen yesterday. I was see. I I, I was you know, and I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. You know what I mean? Because I'm not gonna be here and be fake or nothing like that. I was kind of jabbing a little bit with Subliminals just because I thought personally Payback was a really good show. And, um, you know, just our conversation over time, you you didn't have the most faith in it. And I'm just like, I, I can, un- I do understand. I do understand. I just, but when we talk about compartmentalizing, right? So like you write for wrestling and I had the privilege of actually working, you know what I mean? And, 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 um, well MLW as a PA, I actually moved to Florida to come do this wrestling shit. Um, I I went to Full Sail. You can only get in Full Sail wrestling program if you either did the writing or the film. So I came down for film, you know what I mean? So um, I can understand the professionalism that goes into the objectivity of wrestling, you know what I mean? But once I got behind it and learned the production and the, the performance element and then the business side of it, I was able to kind of put on a different lens whenever I have watched it since. So that's where I come from. You know what I mean? And I, even when we had to talk about the PWI 500 and um, Amelia was like, it's a kayfabe thing. And I'm like, well, I don't live in kayfabe, so I can't understand wrestling in kayfabe. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, and see, I didn't, like, I watched Payback, but... I was so busy this weekend. Like, when Payback was on, I tweeted a little bit, but I was live-streaming at the same time. So it was like I was watching it, I was live-streaming, and I was also sort of editing at the same time. So it was like I'm not – I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I don't
3: Yeah, know. tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that, man. We, we have a podcast we, we
2: sometimes
3: you just can't – be locked in the way you you know on a show um but if you did watch payback it was a pretty good show it was decent it was it was good actually a lot of the matches over over performed in my in my opinion uh but uh what what, so you till now you haven't caught up with it
2: no i I saw it um okay so so i thought it was i thought it was a good pay-per-view but it was one of those things where i still was sitting there like did we really need this pay-per-view though it (laughs) (laughs) Like, it still felt like a lot of this was, like, I don't, I didn't feel like it, I didn't feel like it changed much. Like, I mean, I felt like the title changes sort of matter. Like, the the main one that matters is Roman, but the other two are, like, I could see those titles getting hot-shotted in the next two weeks or next month or so. I heard it.
1: I, I, and I don't want to be the scooper here, uh, but the idea from what I heard uh, from a reliable source is that the the, the the first title change that we saw tonight was to stay hot um, and and it was the Bobby getting the US title and um, the idea is to have that stable um, be as hot as possible so um, they that that I kind of knew, And I was, I had an idea and I know Apollo, you know, everybody's like, hey, you know, and I understand, like I said, again, it makes sense. Apollo got champion. You want to make Uh him a Bible champion. It took him this long to be a champion in the company. And then you take the title off of him. Uh, But from what I understand, they got bigger plans.
2: Uh, Yeah. 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 I understand that. Yeah. When it
3: comes to that match in particular, what they're doing with Apollo I like it, you know. I think that he's got an opportunity he, right now. the her business is like honestly, kind of, it's been trending. It's been trending up, you know. Putting the top on Bobby as a CEO of her business makes makes perfect sense. Now, if you go to the tag team division, I mean the women's tag change that right there, I call it. You know, the Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler taking um, taking taking the titles off of you know Sasha and Bailey. Now with that. I see why they did it as well. Because I think, how long can you go with the Sasha Bailey tag team thing? And Nia and, 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 and Shayna, as we saw, they, 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 they put on a show. I feel like, yo. I'm finished finish? Yeah, how'd you, how'd you like the finish, bro?
2: I thought the finish was really good. Um, I thought the match had its spots where it was kind of sloppy. But <laughs> I thought overall the match was pretty good. I still don't know what to make, make of the actual outcome. Because there's such a... Strange team. <laughs> ah,
3: they're they they're a wreck right shot boy. They're they're just what I say other than week this weekend, slam chicks and choke out chicks. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what they're there to do. Just just slam and choke and choke out. But uh, they're they're a dominating tag team, and I think that adds a little bit of a dynamic to the women's division.
1: What what I do agree with Phil on though, um, and I think it threw me a little bit because me and CT had opposing. Uh, opinions about this particular match. I thought that Naya and Shayna was going to lose in our prediction. Um just because I thought that they were going to get in each other's way. Um I logically did not like uh Shayna and Naya beating Sasha and Bailey on a first time going out, yeah. especially when Sa- when Naya and Shayna just was at each other's throat. You had Maria uh, Mar- uh, Marina and uh, Jessica Mandu come in like they were just squabbling you know what I mean and like so what is the purpose of them putting aside their their uh, uh animosity be, not without the, because you know even when Shayna had to match with Sasha Sasha was still raw champ I believe at the time so like even Shayna had a Shayna was like okay I'll go for the raw champ now you go for you know I'm like uh-huh. they can do that but yeah. with just one singles title and they both were single stars I didn't see I didn't like that so I, I was kind of confused as well with that ending, but...
3: Well, let's say this. I think that with the way the match went, and this is what I look at, and, and Phil, when I look at wrestling, I see I see matchups. you know? Yeah. You know, so with Sasha and Bailey having the tag-team titles, they, we've seen a lot of matches with them with the tag-team titles. What we haven't seen is Shayna and Nia Jax be complete, you know, wrecking balls in a while. Nia lost the... She was gone for a while. Shayna lost at WrestleMania. Hasn't been hot. This tag team is gonna spark them both up. Now you could put Shayna and have her go after Sasha in the meantime, but this is more of a way to utilize the tag team division. I feel like get them over as a tag team. Pull up some other tag teams with it. Then you have to have you have Bianca who can go after you know Oscar or Bailey. You have uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay who can go after you know. Uh, you know, Oscar or Bailey. There's a lot of other women on the roster, as you like to talk about women that could get an opportunity because Nia and Shane are a team, you know, yeah. and they actually are stars. already. yeah, they,
1: yeah. I I think I, I believe that. I believe that. I my 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 biggest. I think, man, this is the conversation I actually just was like, yo, come on the pot, Phil. Like, our biggest conversation is the next one we're gonna talk about is Keithley, right? um you know we, we talk about we talk about and then i think outside of that outside of this keith lee conversation i don't think me and phil has ever had any type of other encounter that was like and, it, and again it, it is is for me that's why I'm, I'm i'm bringing it to you with a caveat it's me challenging the ideology of the person that's coming from, because again, I just started following Phil. I'm gonna be honest; I didn't know about who he was or who he happens to be. You know what I mean? I just do see the negative, and then to counterproduct, all I do is see glorifying tweets about AEW and Impact, and I'd be like, "You gotta be shitting me." You know what I mean? Like, if you can like one, you can like the other, my nigga. You know what I mean? Like,
2: well, <laughs> well you gotta. Well, here's the thing, though. You gotta look at what I talk about with Impact, though, because mm-hmm. you know my thing is I like women's wrestling. What they're doing with women's wrestling at Impact is great. Now, do I agree with everything else they're doing? World title wise, mm, mm, not really. <laughs> um, and, and I do bash WrestleHouse quite a bit because WrestleHouse is bad. So, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, I mean, just just to back up just a sec with the Shayna and Nia stuff, um, I do think they're an interesting team in a sense that they can have good matches. But it's confusing to me in a sense that Raw, Raw has two top heels in them. And they've kind of, like, converted them into faces for this, mm-hmm. this tag team. Mm-hmm. So, who's going to challenge Asuka? It's like, now you've got all of these faces that aren't really contenders yet. It's like, who, who out of that now stands out that's going to challenge Oscar? Because, I mean, you could easily be like, okay, we'll have Bianca challenge Asuka, but that feels like it's setting Bianca for, for a loss. Or whoever else. And I feel like no. you got you got somebody in Nia who Asuka never really be quote-unquote. Um... I don't know. And I mean, maybe it's a way to just keep Shane away from Oscar for now because that's their big matchup. I don't know. Yeah, it might be. It might be.
3: And in the meantime, like you said, he, he, you brought up Shane Shafir and Justin Mandu coming up. If that's how they break the tag team up, them taking out Naya and you know, them debuting and uh, being a part of the main roster with Shayla as a crew. Oh, and then she goes, against, wow. goes up against Asuka. Wow. I can see that being the way that this plays out long term. And that you know provides you know a, a, a cool moment. So I don't know. I feel like they have to be creative. And that's what it all comes down to. It puts them in a box. Yes, there's nobody made yet. But you got a lot of women on the roster that you can make. And it's yep. about just setting up and writing for these women, putting them in positions to, for success rather than failure. What they did with Roman was putting him up for for success rather than failure from his return. And everybody's going to love what they're doing with Roman. So it's about being smart with that. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, What I did want to, you know, actually that's a great pivot right now. You talk about smart, right? You know, know, um, they put themselves in a box and you got to see them climb out. (laughs) Now, what I want to talk to Phil about is, right, faith a little bit. Right, you like you don't have faith in WWE, kind of like you say, it don't seem like to kind of do right by Keith Lee. And yes, we we do have countless of uh mishaps, you know what I mean, call ups or people that they just didn't know what to do with. Like, we do have that. Um, but this also, when we talk about a company that has been around for almost 70 years they've made a qu- quite a bit of stars you know what I mean like they do write by quite a bit of good people you know what I
2: mean they, they do do right by quite a few people but it is quite a few people that look like the three of us that they don't <laughs> do right by <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean it's not like I don't have like a little bit of history to show this on
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's keeping it a buck. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: true. Now we, you know, we we try to we try to be on the necks of everybody as possible because we are as pro back as we can be, right? And that's why we lo- that's why like CT goes back to the echo chamber, the eco the excuse me, beer got a burp out of me. The the echo chamber that we are that our ecosystem that we create on Twitter because I get education from you. You feel me, like. Uh, Reg just put out the the BW 500. You know what I mean? Like uh, all by himself, scraping up 500. Not scraping up. I'm sorry to use that 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 terminology, but finding 500 wrestlers, black wrestlers, to 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 promote them and to give them a platform. Like that is who we try to associate ourselves with because I am a WWE baby, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I, that's me. I would never shy away from. I never traded tapes. I never watched All Japan or New Japan. Um, when I I did give TNA a chance when it was on Spike. Right after the guy show with uh for, uh, uh uh with the, the titties and shit like that, okay, on, yeah. uh, TNA okay, used to come on man, right after, man, right man the man show, the man show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, I, I'm, I'm, a WWE baby, you know what I mean? So like, I do go to CT. Had to tell me about fucking New Japan, and I only knew this nigga for two years.
3: Yeah. So and obviously during that time, the Bullet Club was at at its peak. But uh, yes, uh, really, that's the thing about wrestling. Everybody has a different uh, palate. Everybody yeah. is looking for something different, and it's. I'm just glad, like we we're talking about this weekend too, that there's wrestling on like almost every single day of the week. Like it's never been like this, like before, and we got to appreciate that. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a lot of work if you cover it because it's. Oh yes. <laughs> Bro, that, yo,
1: how do you handle that though, Phil? Like, yo, you come like, okay, so you got the bleacher report gig, so you gotta watch the big time, that's that's at least ten hours out your week. And then all the other stuff is pretty much at leisure, and then we had a conversation about your work schedule. Like, so how do you find time to watch all this
3: wrestling?
2: Uh, uh, easy answer is I don't like. <laughs> cause, I mean, it's like I end up catching up with on, on a lot of stuff at the last minute. Like if I'm. <laughs> know as
0: different as everything seems this holiday season one thing still holds true year after year everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the ohio lottery and with tickets available from one to twenty dollars they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older so stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift giving give scratch-offs from the ho 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 ohio lottery players are subject to ohio laws and commission regulations please play responsibly southern california is home to millions of drivers so the open road is rarely open and unfortunately as we all know a lot of drivers aren't always focused on navigating the street in front of them so toyota is doing its part to help make driving safer toyota safety sense is a no-cost suite of safety features designed to be a kind of safety co-pilot and it comes standard on most of their models. Find out what Toyota Safety Sense is all about. Visit buyatoyota.com. Your Southern California Toyota dealers make it easy. Toyota, let's go places.
2: If I know it's something I really am interested in I might want to cover for something that's indie wrestling, I'll make sure I watch it. But, you know, of course I have to make sure that I keep up with everything that is mainstream because that's that's clicks. Like, that's yeah. what's going to get you the view. Um, but, like, if I just miss new japan like i didn't see the new japan event from this weekend but i'm like okay well i know payback's going on and i know this is going on so i can always go back and watch um summer struggle later
1: now with that what now what, what how did you go down how did, how did this path start how did how did phil become phil like where where did your love <laughs> or your passion for wrestling come from um how did that merge into your journalism career like like, with, what, what, where did this uh, come from? Where did this start from?
2: Um, well, wrestling, I started watching wrestling, I want to say it was like 6th or 7th grade. Um, And that was um back when they used to have the really old WWE magazine. Um, And I remember my, my um, friend at the time had a WWE magazine. It had, like, the old Undertaker on the front with, like, the urn and it had like paul bear and he, this was like purple gloves undertaker okay. so that was like my first um foray into wrestling and i was like oh this is cool like what is this and so then i started watching it from there um so i was a big fan during the attitude era and like rock and stone cold all that stuff like that's what i started watching wrestling um i took a break of course like when like, we all like jump off at some point when it's like, no, nah, you know, you meet a girl or somebody, and they're like, no, that's not cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it,
1: it's usually um, high school, you know what I mean, when you when when, when you start smelling yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. so I uh, feel- uh, like, unless your mean is like, yeah, fucking. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, so I, I fell off at some point, but I would peek, I would peek back in every now and then and watch certain things. Uh, but when I really first started watching again for an extended amount of time was um, when Punk did the pipe bomb. That
1: yeah, was what 2011 really changed 2010? everything. Two, 2010, yeah. 2011, something like that, right? That was the year.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I would say I even I, I would say I lapsed around the time again, but still Punk was what really kept me watching for a while
3: know, Punk was the man, honestly, and people, you know, you know, try to hate on him, but he he was the man, and he he deserves a lot of respect. Now, is is he
2: perfect? No, no. But he he, he changed the game, honestly. I yeah. I was he was the biggest star of that generation. Other than other than like Cena, like he was the biggest guy of that generation.
1: Yeah, that Punk was and is. The the pioneer to a lot of what we see now and what we cover now, as far uh-huh. as because if if you if you if you were a fan of wrestling and I think YouTube was popping at that time, you then go and search that wrestler and you go see some of those crazy indie stuff that they put up and home backyard wrestling stuff and going on so yeah I would say Punk or Daniel, that Daniel Daniel Daniel, yeah. Daniel around that time too was. Well, took the mantle when Punk left. I think it was yeah. a it was a baton handed because that generation I would say is a decade right from yeah two thousand ten to two thousand twenty right. That's because has been on top for what fifteen years almost. Yeah. So That's yeah, right. yeah. I, I think it. Was, I think I would say Punk and Daniel with that. Um, but were you in college at that time, or just finishing high school, or no? You were, by two thousand ten you was out by then, right? You was you was then, you was you was in college studying. Were you studying journalism, or was that a path that you got out, out outside of that?
2: That was a path outside of college. Actually, um, I went to school for. I was I went to art school. So, oh, <laughs>
3: weird.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know the struggle. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was in art school for from oh four. Oh, nine. Hmm.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. So by, by 2011, when Punk first hit with the pipe bomb, because he, he joined the company before that, but when the, when the pipe bomb hit, um, that was like two years or so after college.
3: Okay. Punk, Punk changed his game, man. Honestly. Punk, Punk changed the game. But uh, I wanted to actually get back to that Keith Lee conversation, because I really don't know... What the conversation was between you and him, Keith Keithley? What is the problem that you guys have with this? I am gonna really let me listen.
1: Know. Now we we softened you up, Phil. We softened you up. We about we about a half hour in. We 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 got the pleasantries kind of out the way. We asked how you felt. Now we're just playing. Nah. Uh, <laughs> the the okay. So I'll let Phil tell his side of the story because I actually did. Jump in on Phil, so it wasn't like I said something, Phil said something, Phil said something, and I replied to him. So go ahead, Phil, tell your side, and then I'll come back with it.
2: So what? What day are we starting from? We started from Saturday.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's go from Saturday. Let's go. Let's go from Saturday. <laughs>
2: so, so Saturday, I was, I was definitely in my in my bag Saturday anyway because Saturday it was like a bunch of other stuff was going on and I was hyped because I'm like, no, Black Black Wrestling Matter is on. You know, I was basically like, no, support this. Like, because we're always talking about that we want to see Black wrestlers move forward. We want to see Black fans acknowledged in this industry. So, no, support this. So, I'm sitting watching it. And the whole time, I was sitting thinking like, I'm not going to watch TakeOver. Something about TakeOver just put a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know if it was, some, some of it was the Velveteen Dream stuff. Yeah. And then part of it was I just really felt like going into it that Keith Lee was going to lose. Like, it just felt like they booked themselves into a corner where you had to lose. Uh-huh. So I was just sitting thinking about it. I'm sitting watching the show. And so the stream for Black Wrestlers Matter was, like, tripping. Like, it just kept either um, stopping or starting. And I'm sitting watching it, and at the same time, I'm looking down at my phone, and I'm looking at, okay, Keith Lee lost, and it was just kind of, like, bubbling up at that moment, like, I knew he was going to lose, and it was just kind of like, yeah, I yeah, I don't support this. Like, I'm, I'm not feeling it, <laughs> but I'm not feeling that he lost like that. I'm not feeling that he was only champion for, what, 26 days or whatever else. I'm just not feeling it. And so, at the time, I'm just like, nah, support Black Wrestlers Matter, like, because Y'all company don't mess with us like they claim they do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> what was that with it? And I, I I, meant that with my whole chest. Cause my thing is, like, we we still haven't got, like, a real answer for them doing my man Kofi like that. And Kofi was a huge deal to me. Not mm-hmm. just because of Kofi Mania, but because, like I said, I got back into wrestling and 2011 so i'm still like thinking message board era where i used to hop on message boards and go like nah my man kofi should be champion mm-hmm. and so i feel like nah i've been saying this for about 10 years so once he finally became champion i was like nah, that's my guy that's been my guy so once they took the title off from him like that i was like <sighs> yeah <laughs> and I,
3: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cry. You're right. They have to atone for this Kofi thing. I'm just I feel the same way. And if they didn't do Ricochet as bad as they did Kofi the first time, maybe would maybe it wouldn't be as bad. Be, be as mad. But they did it to both of them. And I'm like, all right, there's something up, man. They can't get. They can't even have a good match. They can't yeah. have a full match
2: with Brock. They can't have a full match. That's some bullshit. Yeah, so I think that's been it's been stacking of things like that, and I'm sitting watching. Then the other thing is I'm sitting watching ACH on Black Wrestlers Matter, and I'm like, "Okay, man, ACH to me is is one of the best black wrestlers they have signed in a long time." Yeah. And it's just like I'm looking at a number of things stacked up with the Keith Lee thing. Right. So it's like ACH didn't didn't get the success he should have gotten, right? And then on top of that, okay. you're looking at Keith Lee's losing, and then I'm think I'm looking at um, Strickland or uh, Swerve. Swerve not in the title picture anywhere in NXT. He's a cruiserweight, and that man is not a cruiserweight, man. That man yeah. is a that man is a six footer, man. He's yeah. a legitimate six footer, and he's been world champion at other places. Put that man in North American title matches. Do something with him. Get him off. Get him off 205 five live. That's not where he belongs. Yeah. And so, <laughs> just, <that's> <laughs> <why>. <laughs> North
3: American title just for like a year
2: straight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Do something. That's, and so the Keith Lee thing is not just Keith Lee losing. It's just amalgamation of all of this stuff that I've been irritated with them with, and that's I don't think that came across as well. If you weren't reading my feed, watching everything I was saying, it's like now this is really frustrating. It's like yeah. like treat treat black wrestlers better, man. That's basically what I was saying. So <laughs> I don't remember what tweet it was that I responded to, but I was just kind of like, nah, I'm not, I'm not letting him have this. Like, I'm not letting them off on this. Like, it, if you're gonna make him double champion and make it a big thing, then make it matter, man. <laughs>
1: I, and my rebuttal to that, right, is that <clears throat> I creatively and business-wise I kind of have to find my balance because I am a creative like wholeheartedly you know what I mean like wholeheartedly I am I have a I have every fiber in my being is creative like all I do is think but when I when I when I talk about think I also have to think about business and if I'm a creative I got to know how to make money in my creative space so to break kind of things down right I we Every, I'm on board with you with everything you said up into the Keith Lee um, point because that is what we hear preach about on black wrestling, right? When the whole like I worked with Albert down and with um, uh, MLW when they first started back up the resurgence in Orlando, man, him, Rich Swan, and Swerve worked with all three of them, like you know what I mean, and they are all three world. Talents, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I do agree that they missed the ball with the ACH thing and swerve, even though I, I, my only argument with the cruiserweight thing is that he just got up to two, 205 pounds. And he admitted that himself. And I know he has performed other places in different weight classes. But if we are going to have the illusion that there are weight classes if he just cracked 200 pounds, then regardless if he's six feet or not, like he's slanky and he's slim, he's a cruiserweight. You know what I mean? Like that—that that is just my take on that. But I do get the point. Like Swerve can go. Like the point is uh-huh. Swerve can go. Like Ricochet. Uh-huh. No- Wait,
2: yeah. A, 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 my my quick retort to that is you would never hear that, that same thing used for Gargano. You would never be like, well, Gargano's a, a, a cruiserweight. Gargano's treated like a world champion. Treat Swerve um. like a world champion too.
1: Yeah, that's a good uh-huh. comparison actually. Uh-huh.
2: That's a great com-
1: uh-huh. that's a that's a great comparison, honestly.
2: Uh-huh. I
1: mean, but I think okay, so with that being said, look at the trajectory, right? Gargano Gargano was in that same cruiserweight championship classic. So was Cedric. Cedric shedded twenty pounds, right? So uh-huh. it did take time for them to kind of get that 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 smear off of them. Um, you know what I mean? So I guess my slogan of watch the movie, right? I think Swerve Talent were transcend enough to where he'll get bumped. I do understand where he probably shouldn't have been entered into that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, mm-hmm. like they have their own system, and we know that by now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And kind of, yeah. you know, we have to kind of support them in the role that they are in. If that makes because sense. Because
3: we're looking at things from that standpoint. Then we got like, okay, then Finn Balor. Go over to that cruise <laughs> yeah. go, go over to the, the cruiserweight division. Go fight Santos, uh, Legado, <laughs> del Fantasma or something. Yeah. You know, I, I, honestly, I, I, it's all about star power, and start, and um, I think that what Johnny t- attached into, and what 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 Tamanso was that DIY thing that what propelled them both to main event status. Swerve needs something that's going to propel him to that level outside of it, and I like that they're giving him opportunities within the cruiserweight division. Uh, they had a, a great match last week. Uh, with, you that, know, that, and, and that's
1: what introduced us to Cedric and Mustafa.
3: Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that. Well, that. It, it takes time, so we'll
2: get there. Yeah, I I just still look at Swerve sometimes. Like the way Swerve came in, like when Swerve first got signed, he was like red hot. Like he was the hottest indie wrestler they signed. Yeah. So I was like, uh, "Don't get me wrong. I still think it was the right it was the right call to have ACH win the breakout tournament." But why Swerve have to lose first round though? Like I was uh, yeah, like, I didn't like did that, did
3: <laughs> I, <laughs> I like, didn't like that?" I told him that too. Totally. I didn't like that. Um, but uh, I yeah, thought they yeah. always
2: had bigger
1: plans for Swerve. But I think Swerve maybe have been in the same Damian Priest right? I think I don't, I don't know who did the reporting, but. Damian Priest just said, like, yo, it took me a while to kind of find my footing. And it took Triple H and Sean telling me to kind of, like, be myself, right? Be myself was going to, going to make me money. And I, I think maybe Swerve, I know Swerve is Swerve, right? Swerve knows that he's confident. But maybe he thought coming under an umbrella, he had to turn it down a bit. And maybe he kind of lost himself. I think once Swerve kind of finds that, like, Swerve is the money maker. Like, I think he'll be able to be okay. You know what I mean? But that goes back to my Keith Lee thing, right? I think Vince saw Keith previously to the build of him being double champion. And that helped the decision to move him up. Now, the double champion thing, yes, does it need to kind of matter more? I don't know because he's the first ever in history. So it's going to be in history books regardless. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. so like, you know, I don't necessarily know if it matters, matters, if it already matters, if that you know what I mean?
2: Well well yes and no, because WWE likes to do this thing where they'll have a moment and that moment is the thing that they'll do all their montages around and they'll kinda ignore what came before it and what became came after it. And it's kinda like it's kinda like punk winning that money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Like punk winning that money in the bank, that moment is phenomenal, but they kind of dropped the ball hard after that like just how he came back and having a feud with Nash was not good so you know I do think I do think it I do think follow-up matters like I do think a moment is good but you still you know narratively should follow up on it well and sometimes it's hard to find what
3: the next moment is and you can't follow up. Moment after moment after moment, I, you know, and that's what I think we we, we strive for we, as fans. We want to see that back to back. So with the pump thing, yes, that they, they they in hindsight complete. Let, like, don't put him in the ring with Kevin Nash after all that. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Absolutely
1: I, um, ridiculous, bro. I get bad thinking Absolutely. about it, bro. And
3: then <laughs> put him with Triple H after that. It would made no fucking sense. But where as I see with Keith Lee, um, he's a he, he's too big. He's a, he's a big fish in a small pond. And, and they had to bring him up somehow. And, and, and I actually like him in the main event on Raw. Like, I actually think he fits. I saw him on the mic on Raw, and he seems to come across as a main eventer. and they put him in the ring with Randy Yarn off the bat, and he got a big victory. So in the end of it, the follow-up, it is actually benefiting Keith Lee. Well,
2: well, you know, my thing is never that him being on Raw is a bad thing, or it's a, it's a step in the wrong direction. None of that is a step in the wrong direction, but... If you're going to tell me NXT has never had a black guy that could be the face of that brand, nah, you've had like five. At least five.
1: Well, okay, okay, so, okay, so.
3: That's that, I see Nikki that's
1: what I wanted to say. That's, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's where I wanted, and that's why I, I wanted to have this conversation because I, I, I can't type quick enough, man. I can't type yeah. quick enough. You think
2: so? I think it does because the question isn't, the question isn't how much does Ra need Keith Lee, or does, can Keith uh-huh. Lee thrive on Raw? Because the thing is, he, he if to use your analogy, he's a big fish in a small pond on NXT, but on Raw, he can easily get lost in the shuffle. I oh, they're doing that though. He
3: just beat Randy Yarton.
2: Yeah, but where, where are you going with him now? Are you going to put him in a world title picture? Yes. yes. That's
3: exactly That's what,
2: exactly what right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So you're going to do a face versus face title picture? No. We'll see. we'll see. I think
1: it's a virtual threat probably. I, I, yeah. We, we, so we recorded. I'm sorry to cut you guys, but sorry to cut you off. We recorded. Did we record a Sat? We recorded Sunday, right? We recorded before the pay-per-view or Saturday?
3: Yeah, before. it, was, it was, We recorded Sunday. We recorded Sunday.
1: Year. Yeah, we recorded Sunday before the pay-per-view. So we actually had the conversation of what do you do? Where do you go? I thought it was going to be a no contest. So I was like, damn, that's going to make my conversation with Phil a lot more interesting because he hates no contest. I thought it was going to be a no <laughs> contest. But CT actually predicted that Keith Lee goes over Randy and somehow either Randy takes the title off of Drew or they or Drew comes back from whatever's going on and it'd be a triple threat. Um, and I think that would be a... I mean, that makes
3: Keith. Where you want to go with this at the end of it all is Drew as a heel trying to chase uh, Keith Lee as champion. That's where you want to go with it. And somehow I, I would get the title on, on... Maybe Drew doesn't drop it. You know, maybe Drew and Randy are... He's out, you know, with the you know, goal fracture or whatever, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton for the title, and then he
2: went, so you never know. Yeah, I I wanna I would like for that to happen. I wanna believe that can happen. (laughs) I know WWE gets stars in their eyes with WrestleMania and I know the idea of having Orton and Edge for the title at WrestleMania is definitely on the table.
3: Yeah, they might still get there,
2: but if Keith Lee between
3: that time as a WWE champion,
1: I'm taking it. Like Yeah, I'm, the, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still, still watching Mania with that match, but if Keith Lee becomes champion at that time, that's a big win.
2: Yeah, I just, I'm not so sure that that's where they're going. I mean, again, I always admit if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. I, I'll never be like, nah, you know, maybe dig my feet in the sand. I was right about this, but
3: No, but I like this. I like this. It's like kind of like you know, fantasy football, you know, predicting the future and you know, and hoping for the best, but you never know where I might go. So I I see Keat Lee, you know, he's gonna work out. And I think what what really hurt this scenario with him losing is carrying across getting the shoulder injury. But I feel like like I said in the podcast, I feel like carrying across with the time away it might do him better in the long run. I know you said he's gonna start all over, but maybe uh, he comes back with a little bit more uh, menacing uh, viciousness to him that you know, and and his his gimmick is nice. Like his whole thing with Scarlet, I like it. So he might he's like impending doom, still,
2: you know. Well, well, my my issue isn't with Kerry being champion because my thing is once you put him against Cross, he had to win because you set up Cross as this monster. He had to win. You yeah. couldn't put them in that match together and then have Keithley win, right? Unless, yeah. So, but that's why I'm like, why did you book it this soon? Like, you should have waited... to do but again you put yourself in this corner when you make them double champions so you have to it, it, it's just to me it's just like putting rollins against the fiend it's like you said no go, go ahead. ahead go ahead i was just gonna say once you put rollins in that match with the fiend you have to put the title on the fiend because he's the hottest thing going and it's kind of the same thing with cross cross was the hottest thing going so you had to put the title on him mm-hmm. yeah but and, look and,
1: and. But, but look what it did to rollins it made Rollins, Rollins the best thing in the wrestling. So if we use that analogy, it, it, Keith Lee might be the best thing in wrestling. ends
2: up doing that because Rollins is Rollins, though. Like <laughs> Rollins,
1: I mean, but hold on. Rollins, but, but, but with that analogy, Keith is Keith, man.
2: Yeah, but that's kind of different because Rollins had already – he's already been to the top of the mountain. He's already done everything. He's been WWE champion three times. He's been U.S. champion multiple unnecessary rocks tag team title (laughs) (laughs) reigns um so he he's been to the top of the mountain he could take a he could take a step back and stay in the mid card for a while to me when you're just putting keith lee at the top of the mountain you could have let him stay there for longer than a month (laughs) i'm gonna bet on them
3: doing the right thing with keith lee it's just a vibe i get it's a feeling i get i think his moments like you said at the Royal Rumble and with Brock Lesnar, like the face-offs that he had uh, with Roman and, the, and, and Brock, I feel like that's gonna take him to the next level, and he's gonna get the title pretty soon, sooner than than we expect.
1: Now, now with that, I do want to kind of, I, so. I, I want to contrast the two. What do you kind of see with Big E? Do you think that Phil? What What do you think? Do you think that they can have two black people at the same time, or does Big E get overshadowed by Keith Lee?
2: It all depends on where they're going with Big E because I'm still very confused because it's like they say it's a singles run, but it's like they keep putting him with heavy machinery, and it's it's weird. So if they're going to leave him in the mid-card, I definitely think he's going to be IC champion soon. But if I were them, personally, I think it's, it's all it all depends on how much they believe in Big E. If they believe in Big E, then... Biggie should win the Royal Rumble, and he should challenge Rumble.
3: <laughs> bro, we what did I agree. say on <laughs>
1: Sunday? Yes, all yes, I just said, said that round on round Sunday, round. bro. Yes, yes,
3: <laughs> I, yeah, we agree with that. Yes, honestly, that if they go that route, yeah, we all said it, bro. And that's what we're hoping for, Biggie. But what I will say about that is that's a long-term bill. So yes. that takes time and that might be an IC title run in the between or a USA t- title run in between and that's fine. I think Keith Lee doesn't need that. Keith Lee doesn't Keith, Keith Lee can win a title tomorrow and I'll be like, yeah, it, it makes sense.
1: And and one one more thing to kind of circle around what we talk about with Keith Lee. Um I look I I I kind of hearken Keith Lee to AJ Styles in a sense. Uh, where Keith Lee didn't necessarily even need NXT if they wanted, you know what no, I mean? He like, didn't. if if when they signed Keith, they could have like Keith could have been a, a a household name the past two years if they really wanted to. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he didn't need that bubble of NXT, but I think that gave him what was necessary. I do, I do believe uh-huh. that gave him because I do now believe. That with Keith Lee being on the main roster, he knows and he sees and the importance of, quote unquote, representation. Uh, well, not quote unquote. Like representation does matter. You know, like I do think that Keith Lee's that guy. Like I, I we haven't. Like I fought. We did a character spotlight, Phil, me and CT. I think maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago. I never believed in Kofi as a world champion. I, I we, like, we had that conversation. We we bicker back and forth. I never saw it. Uh, I always envision it to be who is at the top right now—a Keith Lee or a Bobby or a Big E. So I think as far as everything goes, my whole point and my conversation with you is, is that WWE has never not booked themselves out of a corner.
3: Uh They have, they have, where they have, they have it yeah, they have plenty of times
1: I, mean, I mean well i mean okay so let we're talking about in a re, okay so we we brought up the punk thing that's another. Let, let's talk about this last decade right right the we're just now in 2020. well
2: okay when when was when when was booker not getting booked out of that corner where you had him lose to to trips at at wrestlemania which he shouldn't have lost that match no he shouldn't yeah, that's true That's, that's
1: true. that now that that is true that is That is true. But then we come back around, and Mark Henry comes back, and he beats Cena for the world title.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you could also look at, okay, here's a more recent one. Nakamura in the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. My man shouldn't have lost at at, at Mania, man. You booked him in a situation where he became the hottest Japanese star on the main roster. Yeah. Ever, ever, he should have won. <laughs> won. You had, you had two, you had two Japanese Royal Rumble winners that year. You had them both lose. Yeah, like yeah. why? I was there,
1: bro. I was there that night. I was in. I went to listen, my G. When I don't but I didn't Oscarism, have, a, I didn't have shit. But I was going to WrestleMania that year. I went to WrestleMania, and those two matches were the big what the fuck's of the night. Live, live, <laughs> like a hundred thousand people was
2: like, what
0: the fuck. <laughs> That <laughs>
2: yeah, they, yeah, they have that moments where they might be able to fix it later or get us to forget about it, but they do put themselves in the corner sometimes where they don't know how to fix it. And I think I mean, they're, they're riding three sixty five like every day of the
3: year. <laughs> so they're gonna have some cars where like fuck I can't do nothing, just throw somebody out there, you guys are gonna do this. Horace Swango is gonna be Music Man's son. That's
2: him. we're just gonna write this shit up. You know, like
1: <laughs> you know, you, there's gonna be moments
2: like that. Yes, no, <laughs> okay. And so- I mean, it, it, it all depends on who they do it with. Like, like, like your analogy with with Rollins earlier. Like Rollins losing a big moment and he can recover from that because he's he's Rollins. He can wrestle well. He's a good promo guy. He's a good character. He'll always be able to recover. But a guy like Kofi. Once you take that spot off of him, he had to work so hard to get there. You don't know when he's going to get that spot again, it's and true. that's kind of that's kind of why with Keith Lee is kind of like. Yeah, I want him, I want him to succeed in this spot because I'm afraid that this company is going to pigeonhole him, and I don't want them to do that.
3: Yeah, I, and I feel you on that. And I get the fear with um, Kofi, especially with the winner with that thread ended with Brock. That completely devalued all the steam of the run just was just it just air out the room so kofi now that's prove almost again that he's made of that material you know and then he you know so it's taking the steam out of somebody and i think that's what the flaw they did with kofi with keith lee i think they're pushing him and i, I think i feel the energy behind him obviously the window where randy Orton says something and they're not doing that for nothing it's randy Orton, you know they just put their best guy out there and he beat them so like the most tenured guy the, the leader they took him out there and they said, "Casey, you're going to go over on well, a payback. That's huge. So I think going forward, he's clearly in their
2: plans for main event pitch, uh, pitchers, you know, aspirations. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's why I'm like, you know, I definitely thought he was going to lose. So now that he won that match, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, now that what I would hate for them to do is do 50-50 like they always do. And now... You know, Randy eventually gets his win back, and then he ends up challenging Drew at the next pay-per-view. Um, I don't know. It could end up being a triple threat. I don't know. Now,
1: what I do, what and that's what I kind of wanted to have the conversation with you is, like, how do you view wrestling? How do you watch wrestling? How do you observe wrestling? Especially because with me, with W and, and that's a two-part question, because with WWE, I look at it as Saturday Night Live. Right, Um it's a week-to-week imp- improv, impromptu script writing, live production, and sometimes it's gonna hit, sometimes it's not. Regardless of, they got sometimes the best comedian slash wrestlers in the world, and the biggest promotion pushing it, and you NBC Universal, and sometimes it just flops. But you know what I mean? It's an entity in itself, right? Saturday Night Live's been on for 40 years, Wrestling's been on damn near 30 years. Like that's how I look at it in that space. So. My creative vision of when I watch it, I watch it like that. So how do you watch wrestling? I know you talk about wins matter and, you know, presentation of people, how they come up and how they're brought and like, how do you watch wrestling?
2: Well, I mean, we're kind of, we're kind of, um, past the looking glass in the sense that I, I spend so much time <laughs> writing about wrestling. And I mean, even, even it was SummerSlam, like, you know, I did predictions for SummerSlam. So It's like I'm always kind of like, okay, where are they going with this? What are they going to do with this? And I'm sure you guys understand that because you guys do that for the show. So it's not like, oh, I just watch for enjoyment. Like, I'm past the I just watch for enjoyment phase. Um, Because it's it's partially a job now, too. So it's like I do watch for enjoyment. But I will say one of the things that gets my goat with WWE is that, like, AEW is still so fresh and new. And, I mean, even Impact's kind of the same way because I just started watching Impact again so it's like I'll give them more leeway on certain things because they haven't stacked up and accrued all these things that I'm agitated with them about and I think that's where I'm at with WWE they've done so many things recently where I'm just like "Ah, why you do that or why'd you do that and so it's kind of like now so now I'm like second guessing certain things that they do like okay well why'd you do that like you could have just did this and from my viewpoint, it just seems like they have a hard time promoting good guys. Like, all of their good guys stumble. and But when they push somebody at the heel, they do great. I mean, that's perfect example. Look at Roman. I mean, Roman was dead in the water at one point. Like, they, you, you were throwing dog food on him. So I
3: think, think that's partly healed. our problem, though. I think it's probably our fault as fans. We made the heels the good guys. We're just in an era where we, we want to see bad people. Like, I mean, we, we, you know, we don't want to see a smile in John Cena. We want to root for the fiend. That's the era we're in. I feel like, we, you know, things it creates this, this, this way where we're like, you know, we, we get what we what we want and then it's like, you know, there's still something to say always, you know. Um, I think we have to give them a little bit more of some room with what I've been seeing with the Hurt Business, what I've been seeing with uh, Keith Lee and NXT. Uh, I do believe that the entire mid card right now is pretty much black on raw. The entire mid card is all black men. So let's let's embrace that as well. So because because we're pretty much dominating the mid card of the show, and, and it's TV time, building characters, building interactions with them. So I got to give credit where credit is due as well.
2: And, yeah, and, yeah, and I agree with that. But I'm yeah. just. To me in in terms of faces like i do think there's a way to create interesting faces and they don't have to be the hulk hogan smiling eat your vegetables john cena and john cena is one of those guys like just a side note for a second like i never was a cena guy like i i appreciated cena like he's good but I think part of why I love CM Punk so much is because I resented Cena. I never I never was on board with Cena. There was just something about his presentation as this rapidly rap white guy that I just never never, with. never, so, Never, so.
1: Fuck, never, never fucked with <laughs> Cena. Never, so never. It just, it
3: just never worked with me. It wasn't um, authentic. So it wasn't throw, real. Throwbacks
1: and snapbacks. You kidding me, nigga?
3: You
2: kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, it just it something about it just never worked for me. Word So I don't know. <laughs> 'Cause I, I look at it like look at look at look at truth for example. You think truth would have ever made it to the top of the company doing what John Cena did? Absolutely not. Oh,
3: oh not
2: not even close. I think that he would
3: he would have been he would have been stereotyped. Like they always do with truth. Like just put him in a box and do something you know uh you know for entertainment but i think truth has such of a, a more range that he's never tapped into in that when he he was tapping into something when he turned heel the first time with john morrison that i would have loved to see that's ronda truth killings you know i want to see yeah. that in wwe I, I, before he retires i would love to see ron the truth killings in wwe uh, you know let's get let's get into 100 24 cent championships first <laughs> 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 Like get him to 100, and then he turns you know, and he's, it's Ron, the Truth killing his of I hope they book that because he he needs and you gotta put Rose, um, you gotta give him his roses. He's he's been here for a mad long. I remember getting yeah. Rappy, Kate Quick, <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, Dan Roddy. It, yeah Roddy. Like, I he, and K Quick was always the best part of that act, in my opinion. He was always better than Art Road Dogg to be. Always,
1: like, <laughs> oh, I, I mean, know. in every aspect, he rapped better, he wrestled better. Was more
3: chiseled, (laughs) the
1: braids was better.
3: I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I think baby faces are more organic now, that's what it is. So it's like we choose them, you know. We get just we get we get like pissed off that like somebody not being used enough, and then we push them to the moon. Like Naomi is their next baby face in in women's division. I feel like wholeheartedly. You got Big E. He's a he's a he's a he's a babyface. That's he's a babyface. You know, just look at just enter, read read the room. You know, he's the babyface. so I think things are taking time. Obviously, we got to a point where Reigns already the babyface. He, he's established. He can get plugged into a spot where Seth Rollins have that keep moving. He's established, but that's a uh, that's a legacy act. They need to make yeah. new babyfaces, and that's something that that needs to be touched like worked on moving forward.
1: Yeah, Keith Lee's that. Keith Lee Babys. Well, I yeah. my my push my pushback to every to both you guys is that wrestling is wrestling. I can hear you say those is new companies and like and and I don't wanna you know, like, you know, when we talk about AEW and TNA and that's why I wanted to also steer the conversation with Phil, is that like um When we are giving the benefit of the doubt to... Is is it to company or is it to wrestling in general? Because the tropes are the tropes. You know what I mean? Like, the, the stereotypes are the stereotypes. The pigeonholes are the pigeonholes. Like, AEW only got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe? Seven, six and a half? You know what I mean? Black people on the roster? You know what I mean? Like, so... You know, like t- you know, uh, you know when we talk about the women's wrestling over there. You're a big fan of women's wrestling. They're just now doing something, you know, with the women's <laughs> division. Uh, that is,
2: I've, I've been, I've been very critical of that too, though. Like I'm, I'm not praising everything they do, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like even if you go back to what I just said about He's about like me, he more curve.
3: It's not wrong
2: with (laughs) that, but yeah. But see, the thing is, like, I can give them some time to get it together. Like, if you're the biggest wrestling company in the world, the world, you've been doing this for over three decades. There's certain stuff that I think you should be ahead of the curve on, and I I think it's fair to be like, okay, you guys, you guys know better than that with WWE, and it's it's fair to look at AEW and also be like, all right, well, you guys are just getting started. It's certain things that you gotta you gotta break through and figure out. Now, when you say certain things like we want to root for the faith for the heel, I do think that other companies have figured out how to get baby faces over in a way that WWE has not. Yeah, and I say that in the sense that Boxley is a great face. Nobody doesn't like him as a face, and I mean there's other faces that are the same. like, for example, Kofi was not a boring face as champion. No, but it's just a matter of you letting it, letting the face win, and letting the face look competent, and not having them go out there and lose to stupid stuff or fall for stupid stuff that the heel does. And I feel like perfect example this week on, well, last week on uh, IAW, Mox didn't fall for the for the contract signing. Like, how many times have we seen a face in WWE fall for the contract signing? Uh, just like me. What um, cause no. Remember, he, he did the contract signing where the stipulation was he can't use the paradigm shift. Yeah. And so he said, I'll sign this, and he signed it. And afterwards, he was like, but I put my own clause in there that I get to wrestle your lawyer next week, and if he doesn't show up, then the contract's void. Oh. And that's why I mean. It's just like, l- let your face be smart. And I think that's why we root for the heels so much with WWE is because like, even look at Miz. Miz is a great example. Yeah. Miz would outsmart everybody, and that's why we started liking Miz, because all of the faces that went up against Miz looked like idiots. Yeah. Becky Becky was the
1: thing. Becky, Becky, was the thing. Stupid. Becky was that face. I love Becky Hill turned that SummerSlam two years ago, because how but many times? Healed. How many times?
2: Huh? Uh-huh. But, but Becky wasn't a heel. I thought they got that wrong, because to me, Becky was absolutely the face coming in the summer slam she didn't need to turn everybody loved becky you didn't need to do anything to change it just give it they away were off, they, they were off on that they yeah. were off on that for sure and, and
3: i definitely but without that we don't get the man out. believe so i no. think that that's why I'm, i appreciate the turn in hindsight i think if they just made her baby face it's just, it, it could have went either way
2: and no, yeah, and I absolutely agree she needed to separate herself from Charlotte, but that didn't mean being outright heel. Like, the everything yeah. that happened at Somerset was perfect, but she shouldn't have come out the next week like, oh, well, I did this because you guys never believed in me. Like, nah, we all cheered super loud for you. We believed in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the moment. Yeah, I saw that a couple days ago. Oh. It, it popped
1: uh I, I i i want to kind of right now um shift now to you know i think we had to talk where i was just like yo i know you cover wwe for your job you know what i mean but if it's not giving you what you need you know kind of why watch and he was like well nigga it's paying bills which i kind of understand like you know like that's that's cool um what?
2: Well, yes and no, because that isn't exactly what I said. I said that I, I watch what I enjoy and I, I have leeway enough where I'm at different outlets where I can cover what I want. And the thing is, like, I'm not put in the position at Bleacher Report where I have to watch anything for the sake of watching it. Like, everything I do at, at Bleacher Report is stuff that I'm interested in. And it's the same way at other at other outlets. Like, I'm only watching what I'm interested in.
1: And so that I guess that goes back to my okay my my conversation with you that i was trying to have was just like okay so if you're in this position right and this is where i'll be trying to have logic and sometimes it don't come off right through text if you're in this position and you we've just had this kind of you know conversation of wwe doesn't really give you all that you got and if you If we're supporting black wrestling, black wrestling matters, or if you want to give support to new wrestling companies coming up and give them viewership or watch them build stars, NWA power stuff. My thing is, then why are you watching WWE if it's not entertaining to you or if you're not so much enjoying it? And I just want to know, what are you enjoying? Because I don't see a lot of those tweets. I mean, I follow you, but I don't see a lot of those tweets. Algorithm.
2: what well, what I mean, what I said at that night was I did enjoy SummerSlam. I think SummerSlam was the best pay-per-view of the year so far. Um and I so I did enjoy SummerSlam. I enjoyed most of the card. I thought both the women's matches were good. I th- I think what they're doing with Oh, Oscar with, was another
1: conversation we had too. Like you didn't know what was going on with Oscar and I was just like, let that breathe too and it's breathing. <laughs>
2: What? But see, I still don't think that she needed to have two matches. Like, is, <laughs> like, if you if you're gonna book that match, there's no reason why you couldn't have put another woman on SummerSlam. Like, this is SummerSlam, man. No, nah, I want Chris on this one. I feel like you gotta give it.
3: To, I think that it's, it's, Oscar can do it. I'd rather have seen an Oscar Bailey match, Oscar Sasha match to see anybody just fast like you know hot shotted into a bailey match. I would but, have rather seen Oscar flash play out and have the
2: entry of oh well she win one title, one two titles, going into it is a little bit more interesting. But it's and not, not been- somebody in there. It's about creating interest behind somebody. Like for example, like who else is on SmackDown other than Naomi with challenge right now? There's nobody. But if you give somebody else that match and they cheat and she cheats to win, that's another contender that you have on the board now.
1: But who though?
2: That would've just been I would have, I
3: think that what what they did turned out better because both matches mattered
2: rather than you been like, Oh, Bailey's gonna win that. Well, you know I think both you know both matches could have still mattered if you put somebody else in that spot. So I I think I my whole thing was I think it was lazy. It really felt like, well we got a challenger for Raw. Let's just use the same challenger. I, okay, I, then don't book the then don't book the triple brand battle royal. Then what was the point of it? Well, the reason
1: why I did the reason why I said the reason why I had that conversation was was a it it started a conversation for one to let WWE gauge who is on the pallet, like who's up next. That roster is super thin. That roster is trash. To be honest, but if it's
2: then because of them, no, that's no, not because they don't know. It's be, it, that's, it. Look at it this way: you've had a whole year of Bailey as champion. Who have they promoted in that entire brand to, who, to come up against? Who's, them? who's Naomi. in that and Naomi brand? came up because we wanted it who's, because we called for it. Who's
1: in that brand though? It's like Carmella. It's, you, got,
2: you had Sonya over there forever. Okay,
1: but 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 hold on, pause on that. If we're talking about building a tag team division, Bailey wasn't in the tag team division until recently. So we're talking about a whole year as her being champion, right? Three hundred six. We're coming up on three hundred sixty-five days. So we're talking about let's just let's just pause on this. Let's just go back to WrestleMania, right? The six pack, the six pack challenge. They had five other women, and when Banks didn't kind of help, when Banks didn't turn then. We was like, oh shit, this division's in peril, right? <laughs> when, like when when Banks didn't when based didn't win, nigga, it was Tamina. It was like it was like, oh shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> the when they
2: panic, didn't, panic, panic. when they didn't well, do I, it, I actually didn't because I I I thought it was the right move for the night turn. And so to me, I just was to me ever since then I've been just like, okay, what? Create contenders in the meantime, and they're not doing that. It's like, man, you got you got women there. You can't tell me you don't have women there. You got you got Naomi on on SmackDown. You had you had Sonya all that time. I don't think Mandy's a bad wrestler. Mandy's a good wrestler. If you're gonna put her in a, in a spot where she was part of the biggest storyline in WrestleMania with Otis, okay, then put her in a spot where she loses at least and make it seem like that matters. Yeah,
1: I can I can see that, but okay, so. Are you a process guy or a results guy?
2: I'm fine with a process if it feels like we're going somewhere. It just feels like, to me, we've had the same problem with SmackDown for over a year. Remember when SmackDown drafted and they drafted Kyrie and they drafted all of these great women in SmackDown and then we basically just got Bailey as champion and nobody challenged her until Bailey asked Ember to challenge her? Why does your champion have to ask somebody to challenge? Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I didn't Ryan. like that
3: either. I, I, and I thought that that was a moment for Ember to take a step up, and it just didn't pan out. You know, uh, yeah, Bailey. People act like the Bailey run has been fantastic. It hasn't. It. I mean, it got better now. Like like over, ever since the pandemic started, it got a lot better. But it was a tough run with that division over there. And it's not. And I'm not just putting that all on Bailey. Like. She needs somebody to go up against it yeah. yes. you know, on her level, you know? Um, so they tried it with Ember. It didn't work, you know? So like I'm like, who else? And then they tried it with Lacey. Did it work, you know? So they're, they're trying to find who else that next person
2: Lacy, Lacey should have never been turned. Lacey is just better at the heel. She should have never yeah. turned. Yeah. yeah. Um, L-
1: Lacey's the what? Miz, man. If she just stays heel, she's the greatest female wrestler of all time. I can, I'll, book of all time? I'll, I'll book that. I'll book that. Uh, but if oh, Lace, if if listen, I'm gonna put this on the. I'm gonna. She put should this, be the best
3: heel woman ever. She, they could do that. I'm they gonna put this
1: them. on Wax. Miz is one. Miz is one of. I'll put him in my top ten greatest heels. Uh, and my top ten greatest heels. But Lacey has the potential, if she can stay the course of what she is supposed to be in the eyes of most. She'll be the most nasty, disgusting. White woman that I would love in a long
3: time. <laughs> 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 yeah, and she calls everybody else nasty. So you like, she just real just gets under your skin. You know, uh, so she she could be great. Um, I seen it from one of her NXT days. i the like, no, she she's a star. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but 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 with that, like, what where where. Where can where can we where can we turn our attention? Like where I know you mentioned Stardom. Um, I actually like New Japan when they are giving me something interesting, like uh, uh Naito becoming double champion again. I like that evil t- turn that evil twist. Uh, no pun intended. You know what I mean. But I'm not following too much for me to kind of be so much intricate in it. Um, I've definitely lost touch of ROH and you know whatever the hell they're doing. Uh,
3: yeah, but- no one- do you know what's going on with uh, Kenta? I thought
1: he was going after Nado.
3: Uh, actually, yeah. What he, happened with he
2: that? He Just won this weekend, um, he won a uh, he won a briefcase for the uh, IWGP US Championship, so he's gonna challenge Mox. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I'm
1: done with that. Uh, Moxley need to stay away from Kenta, or they just need to stay away from each other, because somebody gonna get injured. And that can't be afforded. Them, them two, <laughs> them two niggas just can't stay away from the injury list, my nigga. <laughs> <up there.
2: laughs> I, I, I'm so glad that Kenta went somewhere else and, and flourished, though, man. He's just watching that dude just get back into his mold and be a good heel and just do yeah. cool stuff again. Fun. I think, I think, I, wonder-
1: the, I think the injury hurt him though. I don't think that was necessarily yeah. NXT uh, because that whole beast from the east show was supposed to be for him uh so you know i i do think the injury hurt and then you know you know how it goes once once you you know finn felt it When one if your shoulder out of place nigga bye you know we got to keep this thing rolling nigga you yeah, know what I mean? like,
2: he did come back when he came back and he challenged bobby rude i thought he was i thought he was primed right there and they just were like nope we're gonna keep rude with the title i'm like oh, okay man you <laughs> want to talk
1: man you want right. to talk about rude beating somebody for roderick Oh my God, Roderick should have won, bro. Rod- Roddy, that's still one of my heartbreaking losses. <laughs> man. <name>. I should know, <laughs>
2: because I feel like he's better where he's at. I feel like he's been better with Uzi. I think so
3: too. I, I think that with the, that turn I, at the um, that NXT takeover, yeah, yeah, that was worth it for me. For to the I I didn't see that shit coming at all.
1: Um man before before we get you out of here, Phil, drop some knowledge on black wrestling matters, man. Uh educate us, let us know what's going on over there, who's over there, who's running it, uh what should we look for? Like where like, you know, we we're we, we're as pro black as we can be, but only as, as much as information is given to us, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> what well, I mean, I just think indie wrestling is in such a weird spot because, you know, everything got cancelled for like what three four months? Yeah, so I mean you had good stuff that was coming up. I like um, I really hated that. You know, I think it was a uh, Whatever it was Jobber slam there you go Jobber slam they were supposed to have a uh, big school versus Tasha steals in the Main event and I that was supposed to be a big deal because you don't see a lot of black women headline a show mm. Okay. So, you know, I just think missing out on that is a big deal. So black wrestlers matter matters because, you know, you've gotten a lot of these black wrestlers on one car and you've gotten so many different characters, so many different styles of wrestling in one place. So it's kind of like they don't have an excuse anymore. They can't be like, oh, well, we already got a Kofi, so we don't need another Kofi. Like, nah, he don't wrestle like Kofi or he, his character's not like Kofi. So, you know, pay attention. You can't be just like, oh, well, we already signed this black guy. Like, no, nah, look at this show. <laughs> <laughs> There's tons of different black wrestlers out there. They wrestle tons of
3: different styles. I love it. I love it man. We gotta support my wrestling man and, and always. We, we we're gonna go this week um WrestleMania to uh For the culture. The yeah. And that got cancelled and that was supposed to be a good weekend. Um, but I love that you know you're putting us on to that and, and whenever there is a show, you let us know so we can plug it too, you know, and just, you know, Support
1: black wrestling. Yeah, that's, that, that's if, a part. if if I, I'm gonna be honest, um, I, I I was following the um, Pan African wrestling. Uh, you know, um, the Black Guys Wrestling podcast um, was doing something with them, and they they were they were integrated with with the show, and just to see the the elevation of uh, the prominence of black wrestlers, right? Like Jonathan Gresham doesn't get, Fred Yaehai doesn't get the credit, you know what i mean? Like they like and i always had an issue with we don't have black wrestlers that can be like Seth Rollins or Daniel Bryan, right? Like yeah. we don't we don't get to have a wrestler that's just a wrestler. Like nobody gets to be, you know, the best wrestler in the world and happens to be black. Like it has to be strapped to a gimmick or something, you know what i mean? And i want to see more of that and 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 i will I, and i feel i do feel, you know, well, I'm not going to feel bad for being ignorant, but I'm not going to be willfully ignorant is what I'm going to say. Well,
2: yeah, and, and I, I do absolutely agree with you. And I think that's because we've gotten stuck into this mold with mainstream wrestling where it's like once we get two black guys on our, on our roster, okay, well, let's push him as this is the athletic one. Okay, this is the one that dances. Okay, this is the one that is just like really big and he's just super athletic. Um, but there's so many different guys. Like you said, like Gresham is the best technical black wrestler I've ever seen. He's probably one of the best technical wrestlers in the world right now. Um, I mean, and same thing with, with Yeehaw. Like Yeehaw is really, really good. And I don't think a lot of people would know that. I mean, I mean, even if you look at just like Black Wrestlers Matter and you look at the show, <laughs> Which they just announced a follow up. Like I think the the second show next year is going to be during Juneteenth. Mm. Okay. Um. All
3: right.
2: That's going to be next year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever day Juneteenth falls on, it's like June June nineteenth, right? Yeah,
1: June nineteenth.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be on Juneteenth. But I mean, when you look at all of the guys that were on that card, there's so many different guys. Like I mean, you had high flyers, You had guys that wrestle technical styles. You had tag teams um like the the main event was uh JDX versus ACH and that kid JDX man i think he's going to be something like if somebody takes notice and signs him he's going to be something man like i i just interviewed him so that's coming out soon but i think that's definitely a guy to look out for and there were so many guys that were on their card that ended up on the PW500 like Stephen Wolf Air Wolf uh uh, Isaiah Bronner, Uh Devin Monroe okay so I mean it's this is like the best I think in terms of variety that's been there for black wrestlers matter I mean black wrestlers I mean there's just so many different black wrestlers out there and it's not just black wrestlers for the sake of saying there's a bunch over there like there are a bunch that are really good like Trisha Dora is really good-
3: uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I love it man. I Uh, yo, she I think there's gonna be a whole like there's a wave
2: coming. Yeah
1: Yeah. wave coming. Watch. Yeah. Man, Phil, I, I definitely do appreciate you taking the time out with us, bro. Um again, you know, hopefully now, you know, the 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 atmosphere on Twitter will be a little less uh I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. Yeah, maybe Maybe now you know who I am more. You know what I mean? Like the, you know, I'm. It's, it's you know, those jokes gonna come off. I'm a, I'm a challenging, and then uh, you know. But after that, we both love and watch and respect and appreciate the same thing. Like that's one thing I did want to have the conversation, you know, verbally with is like, yo, I really don't oppose with any of your core values or what we talk about when it comes to wrestling. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But just the art in itself is subjective. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. I, but and see, I think I think people get confused because you know the 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 two biggest guys in our industry in terms of journalism, you know, you have got Meltzer and Alvarez, and I think a lot of people think, oh, well, you got this writer over here, and he hates everything because that's what that's kind of what they do. And so I think people kind of get into this mode where, oh, you know, he's one of those guys, he's one of those writers that hates everything. And I don't, I don't hate everything. I just make a, a I just make a point of the thing I don't like and why I don't like it. And it's uh-huh. never like, oh, I just don't like it, so I'm done with it. It's like, no, this is why I don't like it, and this is kind of where I would want them to go. So, uh-huh. I mean, just like me complaining about the Oscar thing, I say that because I love women's wrestling, and I want women on the roster to succeed. Yeah. Okay. That, and I, and, and,
1: and, and, But they, I
2: think that to some degree, you know, they,
3: they, they are succeeding. You know, I think that, you know, we have a lot of, of high profile women's matches nowadays, but I completely fuck with the the energy behind uh all the all the cause it's coming from the right place, you know? It's yeah. everything's coming from the right place. And I think when you're a journalist also, it's like you gotta give your opinion on yeah. everything. Yeah. So a lot of it is not just your puppet tea too. Yeah. So it comes off as people are gonna say yeah, it's negative. You know, so when you're watching all, all of it, there's gonna be a lot of it that you're like, uh, eh, that's not me. I feel it, like I feel it, you know? <laughs> and people got to
1: hear about it, so I think you get you get put in that box. And yeah, I, yeah. And I think me the contrast, like, to, to what Phil was saying is that, like, you know, he states his opinion on things that he doesn't like, and he sees and, and tells why he doesn't like it. Me and CT battle every week because I say I don't want to be that podcast we come in, we's like yeah we going to make a point about what we do like and we going to talk about what we do you know what i mean because it is a lot of that energy you know what i mean just, you know yeah. and a lot of a lot of that energy like you know like the, the i don't want to give credence to whoever that guy is the video making the circuit i haven't retweeted i don't think you know what i mean the, the guy just yelling and and I'm like, bruh, like, it's wrestling,
2: nigga! Like, you feel me? Like, it's wrestling! You know, I mean, t- and see, to me, that's corny. Like, that whole just getting on to just yell, and be like, oh, this is terrible because of that. And it's like, nah, you know, I can have a conversation with you about why I don't like it, but I don't need to scream for two minutes about why I don't like it. That's dumb, like, and nobody yeah. wants to listen to that. Like, it's it's different if Alvarez does it, because Alvarez is taking bumps. Like, Alvarez is in this industry, man. He He's a wrestler. And he's backed like you're. You're just a hobbyist yelling at home. Like I don't want to listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even, even, even is very subjective. So it, it's everything is subjective. Even, you know, they
3: wrestling yeah. from their own position. Listen, so. yeah,
1: I, I I definitely think that it's great that we can establish this um, collective, I guess, of opinionated black people as well. You know what I mean? Like when we yeah. talk about it, uh black wrestlers, uh, shit, black content creators, black journalists. You know what I mean? Black. Black podcasters, you know what I mean? It's a lot of dollars in here for all of us. And Uh it it does matter that our opinions matter. I know I say all the time that opinions don't matter. But, shit, opinions matter when it comes to bread. And I'm all about that bread, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I I think we're in this mode where, like, I'm saying a lot that I think we should support black wrestlers. But I think we're in this place where the industry does sometimes go, I don't want to push this black wrestler because the audience isn't there. And I think it's like, no, there's a lot of black wrestling fans. Like, like, no, we're here. Like, listen to our opinions too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I think if they didn't notice from Kofi, you know, they didn't notice for you know, Naomi recently, they, they know, I think, you know, especially, you know, you know, with everything that's happening with ACH, even with the outcry with that, uh, they know they have the audience now. Yeah. And, you know, just like that, we get, I mean, you know, I, I think that's that's one purposes. of the
1: reasons. That's one of the reasons why I can't necessarily call them full blown races because, hell, a pedophile is black and they protecting that nigga. You know what I mean? Our, our alleged pedophile is black. You know what I mean? So like, they know black. Res- <laughs> they know. They know. They know black wrestling fans like black wrestlers. So like, hey, let's keep this nigga. Let's keep this nigga. Make some money.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, like, you know how that goes. You might not be racist, but yeah. you know how you know how it goes. Yeah. Like, yeah, You definitely want us to be in our place. For sure. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. For yeah, sure. I go. don't want you to look like you're the top of our company because I don't think that's marketable. Yeah. And yeah. that might not be racist. That might be just, I just don't know that black wrestlers can be marketable. Ignorance.
1: It's super ignorant. Especially when we just said that the guy that led their company for 15 years ripped off something that was black. Bada bing You know what I mean? Rap music ain't shit white, nigga. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, bring it up the whole circle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean I mean you can say the same thing about uh about Dusty. Like Dusty a lot of his character is based off of black tropes. Even Hulk Hogan, man. Yeah. I don't know, like
3: just <laughs>
1: just Black culture matters <laughs> in wrestling, nigga. Don't let them niggas tell you we don't matter. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh, man. I'm going to let you go ahead, man. I know today was one of your off days. Um, and I'm about to hop back on daddy duty. I was off for some time uh, recording. But, again, man, thank you. We're going to have you back on to have this LeBron conversation. Don't think i let you skate with that either, man. <laughs> so, when I when I recharge this battery, we going to hop back on and type. But, see, little...
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's a few layers to LeBron thing with me. Because I'm a Chicago guy. Like, I'm from the shot, So, I have never been a Brian guy, ever. Like, I've never been a Brian guy. Oh, you're a hater. (laughs) I'm not a hater. No, I'm not a hater. That's
3: exactly what you are. If you've never been a Brian guy, you're a hater. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater at all, man. It's it's a
2: difference. it's, It's just like, put it this way. Like, I know Isaiah Thomas was good, but I watched homie come on our floor and do stuff that I know is dirty. I know Brian is good, but I also watched him come on our floor and clown and, and flop and wink in camera. So I'm not messing with that, dude. But I'm, I'm,
1: I'm a bullpen. I'm good. I'm good on it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you, man. Oh,
3: but, yo. Yeah, I respect it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. Yo, man. But again, one more time, man. We definitely do appreciate it. More than likely, I'm going to probably just chop this up um, and probably put it up more, more than likely tomorrow. Um, so I'll shoot you a DM just to let you know that it's going to come out, but I thank you again for your time, man. And, uh, the conversation was good. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Of course. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yes, sir, man. Enjoy evening. Thank you.
2: Take care. You too.